dun 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 It's like the Muppet Show theme. <laughs> it like, is like just the Muppet. It. It, it's time to start the music. It's totally it's like, like the, the light, the light. I think one time I will pipe in the Muppet Show no, theme. I, no, it's copyright. I can't do that. Anyway, but we didn't Maybe introduce ourselves. The, oh we are goodness. we are two canters that have walked into a bar. We are thrilled to be here. Uh, I am canter Matt Axrod from Scotch Plains, New Jersey, and I am here with the irrepressible i am very i'm very forgettable <laughs> oh irrepressible, irrepressible. Yeah. i'm Cantor penny myers from, from temple bet zion and balmy buffalo new york you will hear no remarks no snarky remarks about buffalo for me buffalo is a that fine is cosmopolitan urban sophisticated trendy yes city all of it of western new york Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's already. So we uh, have already placed our first order. We have our couple old fashions in front of us. The bartender so far seems to be on good terms with us. Well, that he hasn't spit in our drinks. I hope so. not. Why would he do that? <laughs> well, we can be a little rowdy, Matt. We can be, but we will try to be on our best behavior. Matt is only speaking on behalf of himself. Always. I cannot take any responsibility for what is about to happen during this podcast. That's correct. We think it's really cool that we are, you know, have the opportunity to be here together, sitting in the bar, having drinks, and that leads us directly <laughs> into today's topic. Over the last bunch of episodes, Penny and I have talked about all the sort of various aspects of being Cantors, clergy, community leaders, all the things that go along with that. Wait, are, is that you, Matt? Are, are you sure you're community leader? Uh, I'm a community <laughs> something. <laughs> I'm a community follower. It's kind of scary. In <laughs> fact, that both you and I are... Yeah, senior clergy. Senior clergy. Well, yeah. I mean, Senioritis. I mean, clergy with, with seniority. Or it, senioritis. Yeah, it, it's, it, is, it is truly scary. <laughs> but know, but it's good. Okay, but, okay, so that leads us into what we're talking <laughs> about. Longevity has its benefits. And, and being able to, to be clergy and, and established in our community, you know, comes with certain, uh, I guess, perks or there's a coolness factor. So what I wanted to talk okay, about... there is a coolness yeah, factor. What I wanted to talk about today was... What's what's the coolest thing that you've ever gotten to do, or more examples of just fun, different, unusual opportunities, perks, experiences that that you and I have have gotten because we're canters in our community. You want to start with something, Penny? I would love to start with something, Please. Matt. Please. <laughs> so many of you know, as Matt perfectly described, Buffalo is this incredibly it's, it's, urban, it's contemporary, cosmopolitan city, which, P.S., it is. Living in Buffalo, people decide to often experience destination weddings, not in Buffalo, but... May, not, I, may I interrupt? Yes. Any wedding that would be taking place in Buffalo, uh, that's why they're going on destination weddings, to get out of Buffalo. You see, you can't even say that because you've never been there. The I trees are Buffalo. so beautiful. You live in New Jersey. I spent a week in Buffalo okay, one day. Okay, there, there's so much hairspray in New all Jersey. Right, right, there's continue. a hole in the ozone above your continue. state. Continue. We've already... Our, it's our, like permanent. Our ratings are going down I as know. we speak. Look, I've already had <laughs> half my glass. What else is new? No, but, but, you know, but one of the perks of being a senior clergy and, and of course, Cantor uh, with longevity in, in the shul, in the synagogue, is that 
you really develop these connections with people that at any life cycle event, they want you and they will do just about anything to make sure that you are there present and officiating or um, leading Absolutely. their life cycle. So in Buffalo, we have lots of snowbirds, we have lots of west coast and desert birds, I guess you could they're, say. I think they're called um, sunbird. I mean, sunbirds. I think not snowbirds on the west on the snowbird, east coast. No, snowbird is Florida, right? Sunbird maybe Arizona because a lot right, of people. Arizona, are, right? I, but um, so when their kids get married or or the kids who are still in Buffalo, they they get married and say they want to choose a January date, but they don't want to have a a snow yeah, apocalypse that, wedding yeah, unless snow is their theme. A wedding in January in Buffalo. All snarky comments aside, is problematic and you know I mean it, it can be very it is problematic because flying we can handle the snow but nowhere else in the nation handles what we can handle in Buffalo we do get a lot of snow but the differences between Buffalo and separates us from the rest of the country is we know how to live and take care of it so anyway people want their canter and they have invited me and and taken mm -hmm. me to destination places to perform so, weddings. So like Even where? B'nai Mitzvah. Where, so where are the c couple coolest places you've been brought out to? Chictawaga. Where's that? Is that like near Costa Rica? <laughs> I thought it was the no, Galapagos no, no, no. or something. No, but there's something in the Galapagos. Any Buffalonian or Western you, New Yorker is going to be like, you, what? You, That's you, not a destination. You agreed to it and then realized later when you put it in a Google no, search that it was like the no. neighboring town. <laughs> like Niagara on the Lake, which is in a whole other country. I've had people ask me, and it's, it's across the street. <laughs> you need a, a passport whole, to get a over whole there. Other country. It is. It the, is. I mean, it, it is. is. Tech. Okay. Thank you. Toronto, down somewhere's. Okay. Where's in the Caribbean? I made up that. Have you word. done that? No. Okay. But I have had overtures made. Unfortunately, when people want destination weddings, sometimes it doesn't always jive with the synagogue set schedule and what my responsibilities are. you have to be gone. Are. It's not just like one day doing a wedding. I mean, it's an experience. You've got to I've be gone in, for days. Yeah, so I've officiated right. B'nai Mitzvah right. in Israel, where families have taken okay. me, which I know that's is awesome. not a big deal for that, campers. No, that's a, a huge deal. You know, I mean, I've, I've had like, you know, 27 hours in Jerusalem to go from here that's back home great. and whatever. and. Um, and, and there's something really special about being in at the hotel and leading a bat mitzvah service. So, you know, in this sort of... But that's not my coolest it, part. Okay, we'll, we'll get to it. Okay. Um, so there's a bit of a digression from the topic, so we're not going to go in, in that direction. But, you know, things we've talked about in the past, it emphasizes so much the connections that we make with people as clergy. Absolutely. And, and we don't just show up and, you know, daven nicely and... You know, um, you know, give lessons and so songs. forth. Sing our pretty songs. I mean, we are forming these incredible connections so that when people are going through their life cycle, their joyous events, and also, of course, their their sad events, that it's unthinkable to them that they go through it without us at their side. Indeed. And and that's indeed. Yeah. And I'm also wondering, maybe I don't know. What's your opinion? Do you think that cantors form a special relationship? With car with congregants, even different than rabbis do, or does it just depend? And it's just clergy, and, and it depends on the personality. Do you think we have we bring something unique? We do. I do. I really do. I think that the fact of our own 
neshama, like our own vulnerability of not just lending our speaking voice or facilitating of the mapea, the liturgy, um, but it's the fact that we're up there and we're giving an, like part of our essence to the congregation. I think that the barriers of the barriers of approachability are not as uh, high or as thick as it would be for rabbi. I also think that as Jews, we've been conditioned for thousands and thousands of years to, you know, put rabbis really yeah. on a pedestal, I, and I, I don't think, think that right. we have that burden to bear. Right. I, I think, you know, one of the I would assume one of the challenges in the rabbinical field is to bridge that sort of built-in sense of distance or aloofness. Not that rabbis are aloof in any way, but that it's as you said, it's we're. Jews are socially conditioned to put rabbis up on a pedestal right. and, to, and to create a little distance. And then at the same time, we cantors come along, and music is just so emotional and <sighs> just bridges, it, it just transcends speech, and we just, Background, reach, and we just reach people on a visceral level, and I think that, that that is borne out by the connections that we form with them. Right. I mean, let's be honest. If I'm going to be honest... I, I wish you would. I know because God forbid, in the middle of a half of an old fashioned. Just between you and me, Penny. No one's That's listening. That's right. Go nobody, ahead. probably nobody yeah, well, the, is. But this is just for our benefit. Then. Wait, wait, the, wait, the bartender's ears just picked, perked up. You know they hear everything. They totally hear everything. Yeah, so. oh, I would love to be a fly on a wall at a okay. bar and hear so, what okay, but okay, okay, I digress. This is what happens with an old fashioned. I know. And, and, I know. And this is the first one. I know. There, there will be more. Continue. Yes. All right, so oh, of course. You know, I think. I don't even know. Oh, how many times do people walk out of worship, of davening, of a service, of a funeral, or whatever? A sermon is nice, but it's more the music that congregants will remember mm-hmm. that is has a higher retention of feeling. You know, when people deliver a davar, a darash, a shiur, a sermon, it stays with you. But it doesn't have the long-lasting, extra-flavor approach because it doesn't right. tug at your kishkas in a way that our oral tradition, O-R-A-L and A-U-R-A-L. Well played. Thank you. It's because I'm only halfway through my yeah, beverage. Yeah. It doesn't pull at your kishkas in the same way as music. You does. know, um, I-, I can't take credit for this quote, but I've used it many times where um, someone says... You know, nobody ever leaves the sanctuary humming the sermon. That's right. They don't. And, yeah. What is it? There's a saying that rabbis um, tell the congregation what God wants. Is that what that is? Oh, and then yeah, cantors, yeah, yeah. cantors tell God what the congregation wants. Yes. Or something yeah. of that sense. Yeah. And it's, it's not the same expectation. Even when you have rabbis who are musically inclined or even talented, yeah, yeah. there is something there is something about those who have been trained within the cantorate who know our mamaloshin, whether it's Yiddish, you know, our mother tongue of our oral tradition, melodies. This commercial message brought to you by the Cantor's Assembly. <laughs> Hire your cantor today. <laughs> and uh, no, but it's true. I mean let's face it we know that the synagogue model or the country club membership is well past its prime and and it's interesting because this will be fodder for another podcast about a concierge form of right, affiliation where, right, where people which pay, we're not going to touch right, on but that people right now pay either a la carte or 
they they pay for for sort of premier access. I think it's called a la canter. A la canter, very nice. Okay, but like we got that. totally off. I know. This this is what happens with us. You got to keep us. But I think that we okay. are usually, asked. Usually, I'm the one to keep us on. I, I I took us off in a whole different direction. I know. I know. Oh my, I did who it. Who are you? I, I do. <laughs> this is like a Freaky Friday. Oh I? my God. All right, so let's go back. I'll be let's Jamie go back first. Okay, so I'll share some cool stuff. I have one very cool thing and one very, very, very cool thing. So I'll start with the well, very cool Well, you also are much more longer in the tooth I than well, I am, Matt. Here we go again. Check back to episode <laughs> three, four, four five, 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 six. So uh, a number of years ago, I was uh, contacted by a, a, a rabbinical colleague. The background is that, for those who don't know, and, and many people know, I have a pilot's license. I uh, am a, I like to fly single engine. Um, so I'm flying that's, doubles. Yeah, that, double malt yeah, scotch I, yeah, right but now. I, yeah. I have a rabbinical colleague who is also a private pilot, and he uh, let me know that he was contacted by in New Jersey by the local local Air Force base, a Joint Reserve base, uh, McGuire, uh, which is in Central New Jersey. For anyone who's familiar with it, and they do a clergy appreciation day. Um, I don't know how Aww. often it was something I just heard about. He told me, and he since he was contacted, he could get me in also. And what happened was we were, it was, so it was him, it was me, and then along with maybe eight other various faith clergy, you know, throughout New Jersey. And we showed up early in the morning to McGuire Base, and we met with like the squadron commander or whatever. We were given like name badges. Wait, and wait, wait, it was, what, it was, what was your sweat. flight name? What was your fly name? Cantor Matt Axerod. That's terrible. I know. That's a terrible <laughs> call name. Top I want, I'm Top Schlub. I want to be Iceman. <laughs> top Schlub. And, top Schlub. And, and we had a, a briefing, and then we got to fly in, I, I think it was a KC-10, which is like a military version of like a 737 or something like that. I'm, Seriously? I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I'm totally botching the aviation stuff and someone will, will complain. I should and really know this And we're happy to so, have wait. them sponsor us. So we went up and we flew out over the Atlantic for a couple hours and we did and and we did a mid-air refueling where where a, a, another plane that's capable of doing this you know they do mid-air refuelings and and this is practice for their military pilots they have to get a certain number of these maneuvers in and number of hours and they do it under supervision and I personally got to sit right in the cockpit behind the pilots I was in total aviation geek heaven. I had never experienced anything like that before. Uh, and and just stayed in there the whole time, watched it, videoed it, sat in there as he made eventually their approach back into McGuire and landed. And it was like flying in a commercial airliner in the cockpit the whole time. And it was just, it was like, I, I, it was just so incredible. I got lots of pictures and everything. Kendra Penny Myers is looking at me incredulously. I don't know why. I why? am absolutely positively speechless. Why? Because the only that is incredible. The only thing, the only image I have I in my know. mind is Harrison Ford as the president on Air Force One. Okay, no, I when was they were just doing the there. mid-air refueling. Well, so it was, and that's that's exactly it. Um, it and that's how they do. Did the you ask refueling. for unleaded or diesel? Um, How much I, was it per gallon? Economy. <laughs> you know, it got hairy when he had to open the window and give his credit card. But other than that, <laughs> and did he slide it like in yeah, the movie yes. Airplane? Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Uh, and it was just, it was, it was such a fun experience. And were you scared? No. Why would I be scared? It's, it's like you're flying. You're in with a, all these clergy. Of course, God is your co-pilot. Co-pilot. Yeah. Or dog. And of course, the reason they have clergy appreciation appreciation day is that, you know. 
presumably we will take this um, this appreciation for the military, for the Air Force, back to our congregations. Um, you know, just a, an awareness of what the military does for us on an everyday basis. And yeah, it was just this unbelievable event. I, I just and of course, you know, the coolness factor. So it was definitely one of the, not the, but one of the coolest things that I've ever gotten a chance to do just because I'm a cantor. Oh my God, I don't even, yeah. you know, I, there's nothing I can top That's that. it, I, 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 we, we peaked? Well, no, I, I, it's not right. because I'm a cantor, it's just I'm because ordering, of relationships. Okay, so I'm ordering our next round of old fashions. Alrighty. Alright, and, and, I, and I have this, your money's no good here. That I'm okay with that, because but, I didn't bring any. Because I, that's because I took your credit card. Oh. So, uh, we, sorry, we will, honey. So we will have our, our next old fashions on the way. We Telling my husband I'm sorry when you see this bill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll put it on the underhills again. That's right. So, can you? What, what's next for you? What, well, what's I, coolness? I wouldn't necessarily say it was a. Per, it wasn't necessarily a perk of being a cantor. It was yeah. more circumstantial of the relationship that I had with a deceased person. Wait, that doesn't sound right. A relationship that I had with somebody who's... <laughs> Shut up, he's laughing at me. <laughs> I had a relationship with a deceased person. <laughs> oh my God, don't we know with, the, with our ancestors? I, I guess <laughs> Don't so. we? But so, so this, is, this is what happened. So in 2016, one of the most incredible people in Buffalo passed away. He is Warren Buffett's one of his closest friends, and he really revitalized our main major newspaper, the Buffalo News. And um, he was the was he the publisher? I think he was the publisher of the entire Buffalo News. And he joined the synagogue because he came to another funeral where he heard me do the entire funeral, give the chesbet, like I did everything and, and solely officiated. And he, he just, for whatever reason, loved what he saw and heard. So he made expressly remarks that he wanted me to officiate his funeral. So Did he set a time? Did you, did uh, <laughs> no, but I was actually, it's the longest story, but actually his widow was so great because the day that she wanted, the time that she wanted happened to be three hours before a huge performance group was coming that I, we were hosting at one of the local theaters that I was in charge of and she was awesome about navigating like working right through or my, my calendar and I was the only one who was allowed to visit him in the hospital he didn't want the rabbis he didn't wow. want anyone else now I'm up there and all of a sudden I see all the security in my synagogue in 2016 not very right, not, common. Right. We, not, security not we take common. for granted now, but it was even a few years ago not as... And I get my list of people who are eulogizing, eulogizing, and who do you think is my second eulogizer? I think I know, but I don't want to ruin your story. Senator Chuck Schumer. Oh, all right. I was going to guess the governor. No. Okay. No, Senator okay. Schumer. That's cool. So awesome. What a mensch. Love him. Totally amazing. Okay. That's that's apolitical, but I do have a really cooler story. Okay, it's more political. Okay, I want to hear it. Do you want to? You want to tell Wait. me yours? You you do yours now. No, I'm gonna uh, sa I'm gonna save mine for after yours. Did you get my drink? <laughs> it's yes, it's on its way. So this is about my personality. Those of you who know me actually know that I'm quite an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one Said ever. Said no one ever. And and one one August evening Kabbalat Shabbat I was you know at shul and doing uh, Kabbalat Shabbat 
And there's this guy there who's doing the entire, like, I, he doesn't even open up a seat door, doesn't open up a prayer book, like, he's just going all through it, like, and I'm thinking, oh, he must be a rabbi, he must be a cantor, he must, you know, he, clearly people who know from heart are not necessarily lay people who know the entire service, melodies, right. and everything. So I go up to him after the, you know, the Kabbalah Shabbat, and I introduce myself, and Blah, 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 right? I just make nice, and he tells me his name is Jesse, and, and, and we're talking, and, and then I don't check my email on Shabbat or go on social media. So on Sunday night, or Sunday, I checked my email, and he sent me an email on Shabbat. So he said, I don't know if you've heard, but President Obama is going to be speaking at the University of Buffalo, and the reason why I'm in town is because I'm part of the advanced associates, and I'm thinking, this is a bunch of crock. This guy's looking to, you know, I'm assuming the worst. So you think he's doing like a sales job or, or lobbying or trying to um, get donations or things like that? Something like that. Yeah. And I'm, I, I try to stay out of the arena of politics. Right. Working in synagogues right. is politics right. enough. That, another episode. Another Go episode. On. Absolutely. And episode. and so my Bennett's uncle works in D.C. He's the president of the um, campaign for tobacco-free kids. So I, t I sh sent this email over to Uncle Matt, who has a .gov email address and I said is this legit he said absolutely because it said whitehouse.gov mm -hmm. or something like that so I wrote him back and I'm like whatever and he and he said I'd like to invite you and whoever you want to come here President Obama speak at the university I'm thinking all right that's cool like how many people can say they heard the president of the United States at the time the sitting president speak uh, live so okay fine so I go to the university my brother and his wife comes he meets us at security. We bypass all of security for a president speaking. Well, how do you bypass security? I mean, they, they, had, they, they, you know, our, so he, they metal detector, him, you know, the airport. No, I had to give They him, do that for everyone. I, um. You know, the magnetometer or whatever the no, thing is called. No, he, I don't recall going through or being wanted or anything. That's. He told me not to bring a purse. He told me not to bring, like, certain things. But he, they all, he also had, like, our social security numbers. He was able to run background checks on us. Right. So he takes us from the top of the stadium all the way through these corridors i'm thinking where the heck is he taking us front row with our names on there unbelievable and then he says i'm gonna prepare you because at the end president obama is going to be right here to shake how hands. did i not hear this story from you before because i don't brag i would brag oh uh, so by the way p.s president yeah. obama softest hands so, ever so you got, did you get a chance to like exchange yeah, a, a pleasantry with him? Or of course. I said, thank you for leading our country and it's an honor. And he's like, you're welcome. And he saw my kippah. I was wearing my yeah. my United States flag and my Israel flag right. kippah. And I was wearing a suit because I was representing. And um, and it was cool. We had our name. Well, you had like I our I don't know why you're downplaying this story. This is like, this is incredible. This is, this is like... Unbelievable story. I, I still can't believe... Like, it, it's... There's this, Penny, this is a pattern with you. We do these theme episodes. I know. And then, you, then you're like, I, I don't really know. It. And then you come up with a few whatever. He has the and softest then, hands. And then, and then you, like... You know, drop this huge bomb yeah, on you. You like sandbag us <laughs> with this incredible story. Think back to the blooper episode where we were like 25 minutes into it until we heard the maggot story. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Do you know how many people have asked me about that? It's true, people. And All right. That, so okay. okay, we don't want you know go back and listen so to the, the episode. So there you go. There you go. That's, so yes. That's so a I, great story. I shook President Obama's hand. 
I was shaking. Because it's not just that you got to go, which is cool enough. Right. It would have been cool. That, but, but the front you, you row, got, I had my reserve yeah, seat. Yeah, you got the super duper access. And I still access. kept in touch with Jesse, and he doesn't work for the White House anymore. He was that's, in, yeah. yeah I can't really remember true. his last name, but his first name was Jesse. He's from okay. the Midwest. Well, that's fine. Okay. That's all we need to know. Yeah. Nice that's, Jewish boy right. from good, Jesse. Good, good story. Just because I made nice to him. Okay. That, well, that's why but right, the well, connections. It, it, it's you, not being it's aloof. Not the, it's not. Yeah, it's I like not because you be. made nice because you were yourself and you were. This is what you. This is what we do. This is what we do. I'm a right. manchette. Okay. So my cool, cool story is, and is you, cool you know mine? this. Might be a little cooler. Yeah, it's really. It's little, really. Might be a it's cooler. really stinking okay. cool. All right. So oh, I'll, I have I'll give it. One. All right. So we'll get to it. Okay. If we have time. Oh, we'll do a two-part episode. Um, so a while ago, last summer, I was contacted out of the blue by a casting agency that is that was working for the upcoming production on HBO. It's a miniseries called The Plot Against America based on the novel of the same title by Philip Roth that came out in 2004. And they're making um, David Simon, as of, you know, The Wire and all those other shows, is, is the creator of this miniseries. He's and not the creator of this podcast, though, but he should no. totally be a guest on here. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. And um, <laughs> Look, so, I met the president. That's true. <laughs> and so they were there, you know, creating a six-part miniseries on HBO, and they needed a cantor to <laughs> sing a certain, sing Lechadudi, sing a certain song that in a scene that was set at Friday Night Services. And I guess they wanted an actual cantor to give it, you know, a little... Um, Authenticity? Right, verity, yeah. So, you know, and would I be interested in coming into audition? And, of course, you know, the, the, <laughs> the answer was an exuberant yes. Yes. Uh, uh, when you uh, need yeah. me. Yeah. I'm about to have surgery, yeah. but I'm coming so, in. So I, I did. I We arranged a time. I went into the whatever the casting office was in Manhattan, and they just wanted me to sing L'Chado D, a tune of my choosing. And I chose... The, the novel takes place in the 1940s, so I... I chose something that would have been appropriate then. And they had me sing it on, they have a little video camera set up, so on camera, 20 seconds. Then they wanted to say my name and, you know, just so they have it on their on the recording. And, and that was cool already. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, whatever. But whatever happens is like, wow, I got to go in and do like an an audition like this is so cool and I was how so, many other cantors were in the audition I don't think any there were two oh wait wait okay <laughs> the barber so, said hi so there were two other people that were also auditioning for that same role that we were sitting in the waiting room and I figured out that they were but neither both of them were actors neither of them were actual cantors how did that was, you know, that is so, freaking you know, amazing. Th- yeah. So anyway, I yes, we're famous out there yeah. in Radio Land. So later that week, at the end of the week, and I had sort of, you know, I thought they were moving quickly, so I didn't hear anything. One day, two day, three days, and I was like, okay, that was a cool experience. Thank you very much. Later that week, at the end of the week, I got an email saying, congratulations, we'd like to offer you the role of Cantor, and here's all the stuff it, that you need to know. And I'm freaking out. I happen to be. Um, uh, I on think a, you on called me or I, texted I, me. I'm you sure might have. You texted yeah, everybody. Yeah. I, I texted, everybody. texted you. <laughs> you must have said, I was the last I on the list. T- I texted my pediatrician from <laughs> 1960. And, um, Wait, is, so, he, is he or she dead? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I have a relationship with the deceased. <laughs> so do I. Yeah, I know. And so, you know, I got all the information that I needed to get. I actually um, had to go into. Uh, a place in Queens and Long Island City where they do the wardrobe shop and I get fitted for a wardrobe that the cantor would wear in the scene. Uh, and then it was filming in on location in Jersey City. Uh, was it that in a shul? one scene it was in a shul, uh, in a 
in a show that um, is in Jersey City. They took it over for for that scene. You know, went in. It was uh, I, I was told to get there by 5 p.m. and it would take as long as it would take. Uh, the miniseries, the one of the leads is John Turturro, and he plays the rabbi in the main character. No, what? and uh, Winona Ryder is in this. Oh, she's Jewish. Is in the show. She's Jewish, um, and of course David Simon is the creator. He so, sounds Jewish. He is, and so I had you know wearing my cantorial wardrobe and hours and hours spent filming this one scene that will probably be ten seconds, uh, <laughs> and I have no idea at all what or how or if I'm going to look or sound or if I Oh, I can up, tell you how you're going to look and I don't sound. Know, I mean, theoretically, I could not exist and be on the cutting room floor. I have no idea what the scene is going to be. I mean, I don't know. They when filmed do you find it. out? So the, I just saw that the miniseries is scheduled to premiere um, March 16th on HBO. So this is, Monday, a, this is March a plug. Monday, 16th. Yes, it is a plug for HBO. Uh, it's a six-episode miniseries, so, and I know that my scene was in the last episode. And so I... Got to say, oh, and the coolest thing was that during um, makeup and wardrobe, and I makeup and hair, and I got to do that also. Hair. Um, well, that I, <laughs> that didn't take long in my Why case. Why in the 1940s did they? What you had to go clean shaven. Right. So I, for so those who can't 1940s. see me because of the the miracle of radio, um, I have a beard. But the when I got the initial email from the casting agency, they said, oh, but we need you to shave your beard. And I said, oh. no. and I said that won't be a problem. I, I, I did. I, I've subsequently grown and it back. And it's back. It is back. Unless you have a and bad yeah, rash. Yeah, they, they obviously wanted, you know, the, this is what they had in mind. They wanted that clean so shaven. That is so cool. While we're hanging out beforehand, I one of the production assistants comes over to me and says, John would like to see you. John. Tuturo. And no, no, so no. Went, she no, no. said John. She didn't say Mr. No, said John would like to see you. And, and so like, I was taken John? over. He was having his his makeup or hair done at the moment. And I sat with him in next to the chair, and he needed me to teach him Lechadodi for the scene. And I sat with him one on one for 15, 20 minutes, and we went over and over and over, and I sang Lechadodi for him, and he practiced it just like 15 a, or 20 I, minutes, just yeah. as long as your story of and, this whole yeah, And I, I joked with him, I was like, all right, now go home and practice 15 minutes a night, and I'll hear you next just week. Just like a bar mitzvah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I say to and, my and, kids. And he recorded me in his phone, so I exist in his phone. Is that what you have in your phone where it said Lechadodi? No, 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 because it's not my phone, it's, he's got his phone. Oh, oh. Yeah, I didn't steal his phone. And, but it was just this unbelievably, like you know, life-changing, once-in-a-lifetime experience. It was oh my just, God. yeah, it, it was. I, I'm still blown you away. You are by famous. It. I am. I. Not only are yeah. you a cantor, you're a pilot, and now you're an actor, and you're hanging out with guys like John. I know, and I'm Ooh. hanging out with you. I'm hanging out with Cantor. I do Myers. have one more quick story. All right, so one more quick story, then we're and then we gotta wrap up it up. Because we have to wrap it up. I, we're I, almost done with our drinks, and I don't feel good about ordering another one. No, I, I no, I think yeah, it yeah, might yeah, not yeah, be. I, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I make it a little hard. Okay, so, so, so here's my thing. Speaking of drinks, yep. I was in a Super Bowl commercial a no. few years ago. Local, but it was a Super Bowl commercial. And we, we might have it, to do a second part episode. I, on this. I, I, you're, I, you're like the stealth story lady. I am. Right, I was in okay. a Super Bowl Sorry, commercial, and um, it was. It was for the local, whatever the radio, I don't, radio, the, whatever the, not radio station, because that's not station? a, t, t, whatever TV yeah. station hosts the Super Bowl, and I was wearing wait, my okay, blue wait, wait. suit. Was it, serious question. Because I'm a what, cantor. Was it local TV station or the network it, that runs the Super Bowl? 
Like was it this might have been the local TV station, but you know it's when everyone watches commercials anyway, not Got even it. the game anyway. Okay. So that was 2014, maybe. So maybe January of 2014, I was in a Super Bowl commercial because yeah. I'm a cantor. So I'm did, the cantor. So like quickly, did they? What was the nature of the commercial? Well, what were you doing? Where did they film I it? I stood did there it? with my interfaith clergy partners, and um, I think I think the senior rabbi I was working with at the time. I think he was in it with me, but I was with our um, Hindu leaders, Sikh leaders, and it was like, we Did are buffalo. And so, oh, so somebody came and filmed. There's like a, okay, that's really cool. Yeah, I wore my talit. Yeah. And, and, we, some, and somebody came and like filmed or, or took yes. a picture of you guys? Was yes. It, was it, was it, it was static a, shot or was it like a live, like... I don't remember because it was 2014. These things I just, I don't pay attention. Do you, is, do you have, I, do just, you, does this exist anywhere? Yes, you know? I'm sure it does. Um, I'm sure yeah, it I got, does. So, you know, uh, offline sometime I have to see this. It's so cool. Yeah, so that's my that's yes. All right, well, local we, Super Bowl right. commercial, but you know, this is not John Tortola. Tur- well, it's still Tur-tool. pretty. It's still pretty cool. We you are know, kind we, of making our mark. You know what? We we I have to I, we have to confess we went into this topic unsure. I was thinking I'm you not going to have any. I, stories. I knew I had a couple stories, and what, and we figured we'd take it from there. But I'm convinced that you and I have done some unbelievably we cool have. things, and really only by virtue of being a cantor. That's true, and it you know it, it's. Being a cantor is the way the outside world looks at us. It's we're we're clergy, but we're we're different clergy, and and we have the power. We're of like music. family. Yeah. People just want us there all the time, or wow. part of whatever they do. This is truly what cantors do. Hashtag. Absolutely. What Hashtag cantors, what cantors do. do. Okay, well, you gotta what, join us. What these two cantors are doing are finishing their drinks. We will wrap it up. We cannot wait to see you next time. <laughs> and next time you're with us, the, the drinks, drinks are, are on us. us.